I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Our American Stories, and our next story is about a gem. It turns out diamonds haven't always been rare stones. Since 1870, when huge diamond mines were discovered in South Africa, soon after that discovery, the British financiers behind the South African mining effort realized the diamond market would be saturated if they didn't do something about it. So in 1888... They set two audacious goals. One, monopolize diamond prices by creating De Beers mines. De Beers would then be able to stabilize the market by creating both the supply and the demand for diamonds worldwide. Tom Zollner is a journalist and professor who lives in Los Angeles. He wrote the book, The Heartless Stone, A Journey Through the World of Diamonds, Deceit and Desire. Here's Tom with the story of that journey. My name is Tom Zollner, and when I was 32 years old, I entered into what is a fairly common rite of passage for a man in America. I asked somebody to marry me, and I gave her a diamond engagement ring because that's just what you were supposed to do. And I knew very little about diamonds. Um, I studied up on it as best I could. Uh, which wasn't very deep. Um, and I learned that there's this tradition out there that you're supposed to spend two months of your salary as a benchmark, sort of a sliding scale for uh, what's expected. And I wanted to do what was expected. So um, I figured out what I could afford and uh, I bought a, uh, her name is Anne, was Anne. I bought her a diamond ring. Uh, I say was because the engagement broke up and I was uh, made the owner of a used diamond ring. And I learned, wow, 
there's really not a lot to do with this. Um, I didn't want to let go of it for emotional reasons, and I also learned if I was just going to sell it back on the used market that there really is no used market. And as the ring just sort of sat there in the back of my closet, I began to wonder more and more about it, and it might have been a way of channeling the grief over the lost relationship, but I began to look into diamonds in a way that was a little bit deeper and a little bit different than, uh, than I did when I was researching what to buy. I wanted to know, well, where did this come from? And so this took me on uh, what you might call a quest. It lasted for 18 months, and in that time, I went to 16 different countries on the globe to try and understand where diamonds come from and why we hunger for them. So I'll tell you just a little bit about uh, where I went. First, I went to a place called the Central African Republic, which is a diamond-producing nation at the heart of Africa. It's one of the poorest countries on the globe. It produces... Uh, it ranks number 10 in terms of diamond production among all countries, and yet uh, it is uh, poverty of some of the worst kind, political instability of some of the worst kind. And those two things, unfortunately go together. I went out to the back country and learned how diamonds are mined for guys who are making less than uh, a dollar an hour to uh, comb through the soil, very dangerous work, uh, sometimes in violent conditions to find uh, these uh, pieces of carbon which are brought up to the earth's surface through uh, these volcanic tubes of what's called the kimberlite. And so you find them in the river bottoms. It's some of the most primitive mining imaginable. And uh, some of these diamonds emerging from such miserable conditions still find their way to uh, the U.S. market. I went to Angola, another uh, nation in Africa, of course, uh, which has been racked with, uh, had been racked by civil war, largely funded through the, the smuggling and the sales of diamonds. Uh, I went to India, which is the... Headquarters, uh, the the state of the Indian state of Gujarat, uh, polishes the majority of diamonds uh, in the world, and I saw the conditions in some of these factories where child labor is used to uh, get the diamonds into the glittery shape that uh, Westerners have expected. Uh, I went to Russia to uh, see the birthplace and still the uh, the headquarters of the synthetic diamond industry, a way that. Uh, machines have been built to recreate the, the, the heat and the pressure and the Earth's mantle that create the diamonds in the first place. And then I took a long look at the marketing history of the diamond. Um, the way that uh, these shiny pebbles have been sold uh, to Western consumers through the genius, and I say that word uh, with a certain amount of respect, but also advisedly, the genius of the corporation called De Beers Consolidated Mines, which uh, cornered the market in South Africa uh, in the uh, 1890s, thanks to the, uh, the scheming of an Oxford graduate named Cecil Rhodes, for whom the Rhodes Scholars are, are named. Uh, Cecil Rhodes founded uh, the De Beers Corporation and, and, and hit upon the insight that the way that you create high prices uh, for these uh, for these little minerals is that you just simply create artificial scarcity in the market. 
which is uh, what he did and what De Beers continues to uh, try and accomplish, even though it no longer dominates the market as it did today. So it was not only a hive of artificial scarcity, it was also a, uh, a marketing factory. Uh, it was the De Beers Corporation that created this idea out of whole cloth and invented custom that a young man is supposed to spend two months of his salary on his sweetheart's engagement ring. That turns out, it, it sounds like something from Charles Dickens, but it's actually a, uh, a complete marketing fable. And it was also out of the De Beers uh, Idea Factory with the help of a New York ad agency called J. Walter Thompson. Uh, th this idea of the eternity of a diamond, the poetry surrounding this trinket. Um, I look back at some of the ads that were created in the in the Great Depression to uh, convince American men that this is what they needed to do, just to spend money even in the midst of a depression. And the ads all centered around the idea of temporality and of mortality and of the idea that this diamond is going to survive you. It, it, it's almost rather morbid. But this was a successful advertising strategy, and it was out of this notion that your diamond will last beyond you that the, that the brilliant uh, slogan was coined, a diamond is forever. The diamond engagement ring. How else could two months' salary last forever? A diamond is forever, De Beers. So... Just to give respect where respect is due, there, there is something chemically unique about a diamond. It's, uh, as it goes on the Mars scale of density, it is a 10 out of a 10 scale. Almost no other mineral, in fact, no other mineral, has the ability to slow down light uh, within the chamber of uh, its interiors. This is why a diamond sparkles so well. Uh, the speed of light at... 186,000 uh, miles per second has slowed down to 77,000 miles per second within a diamond, which is why it sparkles. And when you polish it in a particular configuration, the, uh, the effect is, 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 is really dazzling. I'm, I, I have no issue with that. Um, but to slow down the light um, in some ways is a metaphor for the diamond itself. It is a uh, a chamber of slow light and emptiness because at the heart of the diamond, which was my conclusion, is mythology. The mythology that society has spun around it and the individual mythologies that we put around diamonds. The story we tell about them, which is in fact, in its most prominent feature, the story of our engagement, the story of our marriage, one of the most mysterious and frightening uh, and lovely and potentially heartbreaking things that we get to do. Uh, the genius of De Beers and the diamond industry was that it was able to set up a toll booth uh, right at the entrance to this adventure. And this, for me, is the true legacy of the diamond. And at the heart of the, the book uh, that I wrote called The Heartless Stone. And you've been listening to Tom Zollner, journalist and professor. His book, The Heartless Stone, the story of the diamond here on Our American Stories. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, 
and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.